Amen. I wonder what God would do if, if we encourage them and help keep them close to the Lord as they grow here at our church. I wonder what God would do if they did give him their heart. No telling what God could do with a young person who just surrendered their will and their hopes and their dreams to be used of God. And uh, I believe God would take that and God would honor it. And just like the, the bread and the fishes, I believe God would multiply that. And I told Brother Nate, when those kids walked up on stage, they're not kids anymore. I mean, some of those are actually growing up a little bit and look forward to what God's going to do uh, through them. And you pray for them uh, that their heart would stay tender. And that when God knocks on that heart's door, they'll be willing to give that to him uh, for his will. Let's take our Bibles out tonight. I know we have some fellowship time coming here in just a few minutes. I feel like the pulpit's crooked. Does it look crooked from out there? All right. I don't want to be a crooked preacher, you know, so we're going to straighten it up. I just feel like I'm, I was aiming off a little bit. I think we have our pulpit aligned. To, uh, Brother Monroe, could you align that for us? I know you can do tires. I don't know if you can do pulpits. Maybe it's a crooked preacher in a straight pulpit. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Psalms 107 tonight, we are, we are looking forward to having our, uh, our pumpkin fellowship right after the service, and I did get a sneak peek of all that's back there. There's a lot of orange back there, and a lot of different shapes and forms of pumpkin, and I think it's going to be a great time as we kick off our, our Thanksgiving holiday uh, week uh, to get back and have a little fellowship time together, and uh, look forward to that here in just a few minutes, but uh, I have a message the Lord laid on our heart tonight to preach, and uh, on the way home, Miley was in uh, upstairs working with the kids this morning, and she says, well, did you preach a Thanksgiving message t- uh, this morning? I says, no, actually, I didn't. She goes, oh, way to go, Dad, way to be different. And I said, well, I didn't do it on purpose. I said, that's just what God led us to preach. And uh, she goes, well, you're going to preach one tonight? I said, well, I feel like I have to if, uh, about now because I feel like she thought I was being a rebel. Uh, but uh, the Lord did give us a thought tonight that, that kind of goes along with Thanksgiving and very simple thought. And uh, after this, we'll have an invitation time and then be dismissed. But uh, Psalms 107, let's stand together. We're going to read about two, uh, two verses if we could. And, uh, and then we'll read a few more after we pray. Psalms chapter 107, we're going to pick up in verse 1. It's very self-explanatory. Uh, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now we're going to key in on verse 1 tonight, so I'll read it one more time. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's pray and let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord, I thank you tonight for all that we have to be thankful for. And Lord, I am thankful for an extra season of our year, a little bit of our time where we are able to focus in on, Lord, your goodness and all that we have to be thankful for. And Lord, I pray that as we get about a lot of the secular meetings of this holiday, that Lord, we would pause and get back to the roots of what it's all about and be thankful to you and give praise to you, Father, for your providence to us as your people and sending Jesus and then for the providence of the great country we live in and for the good health that you've given us and so many things we could go on and on about tonight. And Lord, I pray you'd help us in your word and Lord, in just one verse tonight. I believe, Lord, you give us a little bit of an outline of something we all have to be thankful for, and I pray we'd ponder these thoughts while our time is together, and after we go home, Father, I pray you'd even use it to stir us uh, to be even more grateful, Father, for all that you've done and will do. Bless, Lord, I pray your will be done through your word tonight in the preaching in Jesus' name. Amen. I've, uh, I've read a lot about Thanksgiving through the years and, and the holiday, and uh, what is amazing and, and quite encouraging is when you look at the past of our country, 
our country is really littered with multiple occasions of thanksgiving throughout uh, our brief history or history here on earth. Uh, we go back, 1621 is when the pilgrims celebrated uh, God's providence of food, that first harvest they had, and not just the providence of food, but how God had provided with the Indians that were there to help them and be able to survive those first tough few years here uh, as they established our country. In 1779, Thomas Jefferson, he was the governor of Virginia, uh, he also declared a day of thanksgiving. Uh, and then in 1789, it began to pick up traction with our president, George Washington, declare a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. And I just want to read the introduction to that uh, to you and let this encourage you tonight just to see how our leaders at one time in our country, they were not all polarizing. That at one time we had godly leaders who, uh, who acknowledged God in the founding of our country. He said this in 1789, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God talking about politically incorrect, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress, think about that, working together, that's almost unheard of nowadays, have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. That was a president of our country, George Washington, 1789. And then right after the Battle of Gettysburg, 1863, President Lincoln declared a national day of thanksgiving. You think about that tonight, our leaders saw it such of an important occasion uh, to stop, to pause, and to remember the providence of God on this great country. And what a wonderful truth to be able to look back in our history and see that there was a time a little over 200 years ago where our country acknowledged God for all that he had done and they wanted to have an opportunity for the people uh, to pause and remember all that God has done for them. That's a national holiday, not necessarily a spiritual holiday, but a national holiday here in our country. You think about it this way, Thanksgiving is virtually a reminder to remember, isn't it? Thanksgiving is a reminder to remember. So we have this holiday set aside, and that holiday is an opportunity for us, a special season for us throughout our year to look back and remember all the things that God has done for us. Now, I hope you don't need a holiday to be thankful. I hope you're thankful to God and you give praise to God for all that he does for you because regardless of whether you're rich or poor, healthy or unhealthy, if you live in the United States of America, you have something wonderful to be thankful for. That's why people all over this world are coming to this country, because it's a land of opportunity. The holiday, though, gives us an opportunity to be more aware of that. Uh, this morning in my Sunday school class, we went around the room, and after I had kind of given a brief lesson, we began talking about things we were thankful for this year. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things that if we were to write them down, they would be very similar. I think we'd all thank the Lord for good health. We may not have had uh, continuously good health throughout this year, but uh, you've had good health, and we thank God for that. And maybe some of you, I know some of you got a new job this year, and maybe you're excited about that. Maybe your old job was kind of a dead-end job, and God blessed you to have a new one, and you're thankful for that. Or maybe God blessed you uh, to get a new vehicle, and things are running well, and you don't have a junk car anymore. If you ever had a junk car and you have a good one, that's something to be thankful for, amen? Uh, if you haven't had one, you need one, because that'll help you be thankful. 
I mean, we could go around the room tonight and just be thankful for so many different things that are probably similar in each other's lives, uh, but also different in each other's lives. But I believe verse number one tonight that we just read really has three blessings that we all have in common to be thankful for uh, as we look at the goodness of God. And tonight, I simply want to give you a few thoughts on thanksgiving right out of verse number one. Just a few thoughts on thanksgiving. And uh, after this, we'll have a time of invitation and then go enjoy some wonderful food that you've prepared. But let's get this tonight if we could. The Bible says in verse one, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Now, it's obvious they're giving thanks for something. As you go throughout this entire chapter, when I read it tonight, there's a lot of, there's 43 verses in here. But as you go through chapter number 107, you begin seeing all of these things they have to be thankful for and to be grateful for. Verse 8 says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And it goes on to list all the things God has done for them. I want you to notice tonight as we jump into this, as you read all the things that God did for them, what it does is reminds us of the first thing tonight that we all have in common. It reminds us of God's care. Tonight, if we look around in our life and we look back throughout 2022, regardless of the ups and downs you may have had, good days or bad days, just like Psalms 107, if you begin to write down all the things that God's done for you, it's hard not to see just how much God cares for you and I. How many times God has stepped in in his grace on our behalf. And when we, we pause to reflect this Thanksgiving season, what a wonderful time for us just to see how much God cares for us. We sung the song before, Oh, How He Loves You and Me. Do you remember that one? And it was get toward the end of that song, it says, He gave his life, what more could he give? And yet, much like the psalmist in, in chapter 68, we will see the Bible says, He daily loadeth us with benefits. Why does God do all of what God does? Why has God blessed us the way he has blessed us? Why has God been gracious to us when he's been gracious to us? It's because he cares. And the care that he has for his children far eclipses the care that we have for temporal things in this life. One of my favorite books, I th I've mentioned this many times by Philip Keller. Uh, it's the 23rd Psalm Through the Eyes of a Shepherd. Have you ever gone through and read the 23rd Psalm and seen all of the benefits that the sheep of the shepherd have? You go through, maybe you've memorized the 23rd Psalm, and you see all of the blessings that are in there, and it says, at the very beginning, the Lord is my shepherd. You know the blessings we enjoy as the children of God? It's because the Lord is our shepherd. The green grass and the still waters, and that he leads us and protects us, all of that's done because of the great care that our shepherd has for us. And as we go through Thanksgiving and you look back on this year, like I said, if you want to focus on the bad, I'm sure you could. We all had bad things happen throughout the year. But as we begin to write them down, as Psalms 107 does, all the things God did for them, it's hard not to see his care. You know, if you're not careful, you'll be like those in Mark chapter 4. What happened? Jesus told them, let's go to the other side. They get in the ship and they take off and the storm begins to blow and the waves begin to rise and all of a sudden the Bible says the ship begins to be filled. And what's Jesus doing? Jesus is asleep in the backside of the boat. And they wake him up and ask him one of the most unbelievable questions I think a follower of Christ could ever ask. Carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not Listen, if there was ever anyone who cared for us, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only did he tell us he loved us, he showed us he loved us in going and dying on the cross. And yet, what did he do? He called, the Bible says he rebuked it. 
the storm, the winds. He rebuked them. Why? Because he cares. Folks, tonight there are times we focus in on the negative and we focus in on the storm. And we focus in on the waves. And when you focus in on that, you forget about how much God cares for you. But then when you begin looking at all that he's done, you sing the song, Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you and me. You see, Thanksgiving gives us an opportunity to do that. Just to realize how much our Father cares for us. John chapter 4, we see him must needing go through Samaria. Why? Because he cared. Because he cared. We see in Mark chapter 5, the demoniac, when you read that account, the Bible says as soon as he got out of the boat, he was immediately met by the man that was possessed by devils. After he had healed him and delivered him, the Bible says the people wished that he would depart or prayed that he would depart out of their coast. And so right after he did the work in the man's life, he's getting in the boat to leave. I wonder if that demoniac ever thought about that. He came all of this way just for me. He came all of this way just for me. And when he starts realizing all that Jesus did for him, how could you not see how much Jesus cared for him? That he must needs go through Samaria. And then he went all the way over just to heal that man who had the demonic spirit. And as you and I begin to reflect on the goodness of God, you know what it ought to remind us of? It ought to remind us of just how much he cares for us. I love the song, Tell It to Jesus. Tell It to Jesus. You ever have some things you can't tell anybody else? Boy, what a blessing it is to tell it to Jesus. Do you know why we can do that? Because he cares for us. 1 Peter 5, 7, it was the verse right above the one we read this morning. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I get to tell it to Jesus. I get to go to him in prayer. I get to go to him and pour out my heart with burdens that no one else knows. And he's willing to listen. And he wants me to bring it to him. Why? Because he cares. It's hard to find people nowadays that care, isn't it? I mean, they're so hard up at, at uh, workplaces around our city uh, that it's hard to find people that actually care about their job anymore. You know, used to you had to care to keep your job. Now they just want to keep their employees, and so they don't even have to care anymore. There's one particular lady at a particular store. I'll not call their name. Uh, but my job, every time I go in there, is to get her to smile. That's my job. And, buddy, let me tell you, she makes a job out of it. I don't know if it's my face I don't know what it is, uh, but man, she just doesn't want to smile, and uh, it's beautiful weather outside, isn't it, today, man? Uh, I know you're ready to get off, and you be careful on your way home, and you have a great Thanksgiving, and man, every once in a while, you'll see the corners of her mouth begin to twitch a little bit, and, and she's thinking about it, but I just really hadn't got her to crack a smile yet. It's hard to find people that care, but aren't you glad we have a father that cares, and when you start looking at all the blessings of Psalms 107, it's impossible to see, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because of all of his blessings, they show me that he cares. Can I tell you something tonight? Look, your mom may not care about you. Your dad may not care about you. Your neighbors may not like you. Uh, the person sitting beside you may not even like you tonight. But can I tell you, Jesus cares. And the way you can tell that is look at all the blessings in your life and you can't help but come to the conclusion, man, he really cares, unto me, cares for me. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. What does it do? Number one, it reminds us of God's care. Then look at the second part of this verse. See, you amen on that one. I feel like we can move on to the second point. And there's only three. <clears throat> you see how that works? All right. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, comma. Let's look at the next part. 
The Bible says, for he is good. For he is good. This is wonderful. You see, the goodness of God that we're thankful for reflects the goodness that God is. Okay? The goodness of God, the things that we're thankful for, that God has blessed us with, it's a reflection of what that part says we just read. For he is good. So number one tonight, Thanksgiving, we look back, it's a reminder of God's blessings, and it reminds us of God's care. Number two, Thanksgiving reminds us of God's character. Thanksgiving reminds us of God's character. When you start looking around at all the blessings that God has brought into your life, I think you ought to do that. I told my class this morning, I think you really ought to sit down and, and aside from the, the tangible things maybe that we want to list first, I thank God for a new car or you thank God for a, a new shotgun or whatever it is that you thank God for. Thank God for that. It's from him. It's from above. But when you really start digging into it, boy, there's a lot of things that are deeper than just the tangible things that we can't take with us to heaven. I sat back the other day and I was thinking, okay, 2022, what do I look back and what am I thankful for? Really, what am I thankful for? I like to try to take at least one good truth out of every year. I told my class this morning the thing that I'm thankful for most this year is knowing that I can trust him. He said, well, Brother Jeremiah, you're a pastor. You ought to have known that a long time ago. But when you have to trust him in things you don't know, things you don't understand, things you can't see, boy, what a blessing it is to know that you can trust him, to know it. I can trust. It's Job. I, I look before and in my left hand, my right hand, I don't see where he's. God, I'm not sure what you're doing, but God, I know that I can trust you. Why? Because of who he is. All right? He's the Lord. He changes not. I know that I can trust him. And Thanksgiving season is a wonderful time for you just to sit back and re be reminded of just who God is and be reminded of his character. It's easy and very understandable tonight to be thankful of what he does. All right, things God does. But you know the reason God does what he does is because he is who he is. His work stem from his character. The choir sang it this morning. I love the song, I Am. What an amazing truth. What an amazing truth that he is. And that was all that Moses needed to know. He is. You see, it was the character of God. This Thanksgiving time, you know what you ought to do? You ought to be thankful for who God is. Everything changes in our world right now. Our world is in this constant change of turmoil, and it's growing exponentially to where things that used to be concrete principles and truth. I mean, we had a few things nailed down at one time in this country, and now everything is just in flux. And yet, aren't you glad that he is the Lord and he changes not? That God is who he always says he is, and he will do what he's always done. God's not changed at all. And this Thanksgiving, I look at the goodness of God and the blessings he sent, and that just reminds me of his character. I'm thankful in an ever-changing world, God remains, aren't you? I'm thankful that when I'm not, he is. He is. You know, there are days I, I feel like I can do the will of God. You feel that way? You feel spiritually fit? Hey, I, I think I can do this today. And there are days you can't get out of your spiritual bed, Right? You're thinking, I can't even drag myself down on my knees to pray. I mean, all you have to do is let gravity do the work, and you don't even feel like you can do that. And we just up and down and up and down. This Thanksgiving, let the goodness of God remind you of his character. 
When I question, I'm so thankful God's confident. Psalms 18.2, the Bible says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. As you count your blessings, be thankful for the tangible things God has done. Be thankful for the good things. But can I tell you, the good things are nothing to be compared to the good God that sent them. And Thanksgiving ought to remind us, what does it say? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for what? For he is good. So number one, this Thanksgiving, let's be reminded of God's care. Number two, let's be reminded of God's character. You know, you look back at this year, if you're anything like me, you've messed up somewhere this past year. Amen. <clears throat> now, if you haven't messed up, I'd like to talk to you after service. Because there's a pond I want to see you walk across the top of, not far from my house. And I go to God and I say, God, I messed up. I say, God, I failed you today. And you know what I find? 1 John 1 9 says, If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just. Wait a minute, what did it say? He is faithful and just. I'm thankful for who he is. Yeah, I'm thankful for all this stuff that God blesses us with. I'm thankful for good health. I'm thankful for strength. I'm thankful for good health for my family. I'm thankful for all of those things. But, oh, I'm thankful for who he is. Why? He's faithful and he's just. And, oh, that's never going to change. And if I come before him and confess my sins, he'll forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. This Thanksgiving, let's be reminded of God's character. Be thankful for who he is. Verse 1, he is what? Good. And then finally, you see how good you're doing tonight? You amen and smile, man. It goes by quicker. I tried to tell you that for years, but it's just now sinking in, I guess. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And what's the last part say? For his mercy endureth forever. Now, I think we'd all agree tonight that mercy is something we should be thankful to God for. Countless times in my life I've been deserving of judgment and yet I found mercy. But here's what I want you to see tonight. The Bible says, for his mercy endureth forever. As we look and we see the blessings of God in our life and we add up the goodness of God in our life, not only does it remind us of God's care, it reminds us of God's character for who he is. But number three, thanksgiving reminds us of God's compassion. Reminds us of God's compassion. You say, well, I thought you said mercy. Stick with me. Lamentations 3.22, the Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions, they fail not. You see, in worldly compassion, worldly compassion, carnal compassion, is when you feel sorry for someone. And there's nothing wrong with feeling sorry. I think we're lacking empathy in society today. I think you ought to feel sorry for people from time to time. But that's carnal compassion. Biblical compassion has more legs to it. Biblical compassion is usually followed by an action, okay? It's not that I just feel sorry for that person and where they're at. Biblical compassion usually motivates us to act upon those feelings that we have, i.e., Matthew 14, 14. The Bible says Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. Notice he had compassion, but that compassion manifested itself in his healing of the people. Now, here's the way it works for you and me. Psalms 107.1, the Bible says, for his mercy endures forever. It's because of his mercies were not consumed because his compassions fail not. 
You see, because he's such a compassionate God, his compassion takes the form of mercy in our life. Oh, and I'm so thankful for that, that he just doesn't look down and sees Jeremiah Andrews who has failed him again and who does not deserve any grace or mercy in his life, but because his compassions fail not, that compassion is motivated to act, and the act is mercy, where God withholds from me what I deserve. Oh, can I tell you, the thing you might just be thankful most this Thanksgiving season is something God didn't give you. Think about that. And I thank the Lord for that big turkey. I heard somebody got a 20-something pound turkey the other day. You go ahead. Amen. Y'all going to have a great Thanksgiving. I forget who told me that. Amen. All the green bean casseroles and cakes and all of that. I thank God for that. Thank God for that. Thank God for all that he's given. But, oh, maybe tonight the thing that we ought to be thankful for most is Thanksgiving ought to remind us of God's compassion. Because through God's compassion, he had mercy and did not give us oftentimes the things that we deserved. Think about Bartimaeus. What did he cry for? He sat there by the gate, heard Jesus is coming through. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Do you know in that simple prayer right there, Bartimaeus was saying a lot to Jesus. By saying, have mercy, he was admitting he didn't deserve it. Have mercy. And boy, Jesus laid his eyes on him. Because his compassions fail not, he went over and healed Bartimaeus. Oh, thank God this Thanksgiving season. Sit around and look at all that you have and think about all that you could have as far as trouble. And yet God was merciful to us. Psalm 78, I'll not take the time to read all of it, but Psalm 78, you ought to read it when you get home. It's about God's faithfulness to a people that were unfaithful to him. You know, we have over 6,000 years of human history and 6,000 years of God being faithful, oftentimes to very unfaithful people. Can you imagine being faithful to unfaithful people for 6,000 years? No. We're talking about 60 minutes and you're like, all right, I'm done. My compassions have failed. You're about to die, you know. That's just kind of how I feel sometimes. And yet for 6,000 years, God has been faithful to unfaithful people. His compassions fail not. And you read Psalm 78, that story has, has been told. Let me read verse 38 for you. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. What did he say? They deserved his wrath. They deserved his anger. They deserved his judgment. But because he had compassion, he withheld from them what they deserved. As I look back on this past year, and I know the year's not over, but at this season of Thanksgiving, it's a great time to look back. And let Thanksgiving be a reminder to you. And you look at all the blessings that, number one, let it remind you God cares. God cares. Now remember, if all you're going to do is focus on the storms and the waves of this past year, you're going to wonder, carest thou not? Carest thou not? But if you focus on what God has done in your life, number one, you'll be reminded of God's care. Number two, you'll be reminded of God's character. That he's faithful. That he is everything that we're not. But then finally, you'll notice it reminds us of God's compassion. For his mercy endureth forever. I know tonight we all have different things to be thankful for.
And I hope you'll take some time and specifically tell God, I want to thank you for that. God, I, I recognize that's from you. I prayed and prayed. You ought to keep a prayer journal. I write my prayers down, not all of them, but I try to write things down that I pray for and go back and look at how many of them God has already answered. That this year God has supplied that very thing that you were praying for. Thank God for all of those things, but then zoom out a little bit. I'm not focused on all the things. Focus on just how much our Father cares for us. Focus on the fact that he is who he's always been and that he's compassionate toward us and withholding oftentimes things we do deserve. So tonight with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's stand together. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed.